Real fast, I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. It's a lighthearted news podcast. It comes out on Saturdays, and I have forced my co-host, Todd Perry, to join me here to help me tell you about our new venture. Todd, why should they listen? Well, I mean, a lot of people, they think, oh, it's the Upworthy podcast. It's just going to be sunshine, and it's going to be unicorns. But you know what? It's really not that. Allison doesn't have the ability, she doesn't have it in her to actually be that person that I thought we were hiring when we did this show. But clearly, after just a couple episodes, the facade dropped, okay? I thought, you know, she's doing the Upworthy show, it's not going to be like, oh, neurotic, cynical, Allison, but no, she's there. So, you know, I try to counteract that with some of my good vibes. <laughs> um, and, uh, I would argue that if one person is coming off as a little bit cynical and unhinged right now, it's not me. It comes out every Saturday, wherever you get podcasts. Bye. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, do the way we dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am very excited to bring in my guest in a moment, but first I must check in with my producer, Tony Thaxton. Hello, Tony. Hello, now, Allison. Normally, even though we are only... I mean, we've only just... I, I, got, I got bumped for a second because I looked at the time code and I was like, what? How are we this far in? But it's because we had started recording like a little bit before we actually started the show. Even though we've only just recorded, normally I would have already like insulted you, dragged yeah. your name through the mud, made you feel bad about yourself, made you question a lot of things. But I feel like I need to give you a break. And I just feel like what... If I'm going to give you a break, then what do I do with myself? Because I have really hung my hat on this new identity of mine, which is my passion is, yeah, you, have you know, your passion. my passion is complaining about you. Like, that's what I discovered last week. Yeah. And now so quickly, I'm trying to find a new passion. And maybe, you know what? Even though I just said it one second ago, I think I've changed my mind. Because <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, this feel, this already feels like a setup. You're just building me up to think, oh, okay, she's going to be nice to me now. Not and intentionally, just, though. Not, not intentionally. intentionally. It's not intentional. <laughs> Which part? In fact, uh, nothing I do is intentional. Doesn't okay. that sound like... That's the fifth agreement. <laughs> you know that book, The Four Agreements, that people are always trying to get me to read personally, which is one of the agreements? Um, the fifth one is nothing Alison Rosen does is intentional. Um, I don't even know anymore. I'm a little bit sick and I don't know anymore. Um, I don't know, but I know that nothing... I'm not trying to build you up. To tear uh -huh. you down. That just oh. might be happening. Oh, I, I'm I, just. I'm not ready to trust you. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tony. You know yes. how some people are just like free of that self destructive, self sabotaging impulse, and they're just mm -hmm. like go getters and they go out and they like get shit done. And mm -hmm. I just, I always, I, I, I'm so intrigued by those people who don't get in their own way and they just like, 
they wake up and they tackle their to-do list and they just like, they do it. Whereas I feel like I get in my own way sometimes. And one of the ways I get in my own way is, for example, I discover my passion and immediately I'm like, I got to find a new passion. (laughs) What is that about? (laughs) My passion is complaining about Tony. I talked about it for 12 minutes on the Eric Martin show. Why? Why would I be so foolhardy as to already dispense with it? That is stupid. Well, I would Do- I would hope that as you you started to feel bad would be what it was, but I think we both know that's not what it is. <laughs> I mean, there was like a moment where you and I had a conversation on air where I was unclear where the line was anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time that that's happened. <laughs> okay. And that felt uncomfortable for me. Oh, yeah? Oh, I got to make you <laughs> uncomfortable more often. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not ready to let go of any of it yet. I assumed, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm very excited to welcome our guest. She is a comedian. She's an actor. She is a host. She has an adorable dog. She's wearing a sweater that matches her background, which you can see on YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. She's also friendly with Jackie Johnson because I know this because I was just at Jackie Johnson's house where I met her adorable baby. Uh, I went there for a Patreon bonus episode where I heard all about her birth story. I got some exclusives. And as I've said before, but I'll say it again. I occasionally I dig for an exclusive. I don't like to think of myself as someone who's just in the mud digging. But Jackie just offered. She just said some stuff. She's like, this is an exclusive. I haven't even said this on my show. And I get very excited when that happens. I just love an exclusive that's handed to me. All the details of the birth story. But she mentioned our guest many a time because I know that they had like just seen each other. Um, so anyway, please put your hands together for Jade Catapretta. Hello. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm such a fan. I've been wanting to get on this show forever, like do a show with you forever. So this is very Aww. exciting. Thank you. I feel you. like I just watched a very weird foreplay between you guys. So I feel <laughs> like I'm I'm part of the fam now. Yeah. I don't know what's happened. Um, <laughs> I've just really like honed my focus in life. And unfortunately, it's on Tony right now. You honed Because he tone. left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because he's like a beta. You can tell he's very sweet. You know, he's got his guitars, his posters. He's kind of early drinking for a Friday. You know, he is. He's he's sweet. Yeah. And we just Uh, want to tear him down. Well, he left me. He's a rock star. He plays drums in a band called Motion City Soundtrack. They're famous. He claims to have a gold record. We think it's fake. And he uh, he keeps going on tour. Which gives me, like, it brings up a lot of abandonment issues that I have, which are joking, or are they? I feel you. I I feel you. I have, like, a sound guy who films on my sets and edits them, and Mm -hmm. he has another guy he works with, and the other guy's career is taken off. So he's, like, on the road with this guy now. And I feel, I'm like, I'm calling him on the road. Which clip should I post, Jade? I don't know. Just do it. Like, But I need your... Yeah. Yeah, I'm very Cody. I'm Cody. Like, I like being two peas in a pod. Yes. Okay. Uh, have also, I just need to say, okay, I've gone on tour three times in four years. <laughs> but is that is that it, Allison? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. 
We're not full time anymore. If if this was the old days, I would have been gone all the time, and the, this job the, wouldn't even exist. But you know, now it's just like a we're all old, and it's just a sometimes thing now. If this was the yeah, if this was the old days, I would be on like a dial up modem on AOL and still in college. Well, I'm not talking that old of days. But. <laughs> no, speak for yourself. I'm only 38. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> I know there is a there's a moment in your special where you talk about masturbating to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I mean, oh yes, like in a not specifically, but and not you like talk now, about like, but like you yes, know what I mean? that but you be talk creepy. about like being so you know you're old when people don't even know who that is, and I was watching it thinking Jonathan Taylor Thomas is like slightly younger than my you know, prime teen magazine days. Were. What's your, what's your, like, what's your weird, like, cause I had him and then I had, um, what's his name? Oh my God. From camp nowhere. He's a friend, Andrew Keegan, Andrew Keegan. Mm. Oh, Andrew Keegan. remember him? Yes. Wasn't he, was Andrew Keegan on Silicon Valley? Mm, no, maybe I got, I should know the IMDb credits. He's and cute. I masturbate I know. Too. He's so cute. I mean, I see him I around Venice is. too and I'm like, Namaste. Yes. Um, cool. Um, no, I was like circa the two Corys, River Phoenix, um, Andre Gower, who mm. not that many people know who he is, but a uh, friend of the show, Ken Reed, I believe has knows him or has had him on the show. Um, I did not have a thing for David Faustino, but he was in the teen magazines <laughs> when I was coming up. Uh, a lot of Alyssa Milano in the teen magazines. I mean, prime teen magazine days. Right. Cameron made her appearances in there. Oh, I mean, I had it bad for Stephen Dorff. Tony, are you looking what? up Andrew Keegan? You know uh, Andrew yeah, Keegan? I, start, I started to. I mean, uh, he said uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Is, yes, is, he was uh, in 10 yes. Things I Hate About You. And you know what? I just I just liked guy who looked kind of like women. Like now I know I'm pan, but I didn't back mm. then. I just had a lot of like best friends, you know? So then <laughs> I, that's Fortune Beamster's thing. She's like, she's my best friend. And that's how I was. But Hansen was really like what turned me because I was like, what is that? Is that a boy? Is that a girl? I always had yeah. that thing with, with the middle kid. And now I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. It's all Billie Eilish's. That's who I liked in the beginning. The middle one being Taylor, right? Yeah, Taylor. The very the beautiful. One. The very beautiful one. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to circle back to that. I just need to clear my good name. You've only gone three tours, Tony? Well, since I've been working for you, yeah. Don't think that's true. It's Were there weddings that you left for? Did you go visit your parents? She I mean, abandoned. there's been times I've left, but like, and then there, there's other shows I've played, but I was just gone for like the weekend or something and then came, you know, it was like festival shows that I just flew to and flew back. I see. So you're saying there's only been three long tours. Yes. How long were these tours? The like actual tours? Yeah. The three long uh, tours wherein you left. How long were they? Jade, get ready to... Enter judgment, please. I'm going to be shocked. The I think the one in tw- early 2020, I think that was about a little over a month, maybe. And uh, the one earlier this year was almost two months, and then another one for like two weeks. Mm. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel yeah, right to me. It doesn't feel like crazy. <laughs> it's just, it feels like lies. These feel like lies to me. Now, on top of abandoning her, you're fucking lying to our face, Tony? Yeah. Nope. I feel like I'm being gaslit. <laughs> Jade, we're being gaslit. I mean, you know, why can't we just have somebody who does all this stuff for us and is always there and doesn't leave and we treat him like shit? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, Wait a minute. Yes, except for that last part. 
<laughs> anyway, okay. Um, also, this mm. thing that I've realized I've been doing when I do remote shows is just yell into the microphone. Why am I doing that? Maybe it's because I have the volume turned down a little too much. If people enjoy tech talk, it's tech talk. Okay. I need to turn this up a little bit so I'm hearing a little more so that I don't I overcompensate. Like I kind of feel jealous that you guys have. Like, I almost wish that I just got a weird mic that doesn't, that doesn't have a cord that I could speak into. Like during the pandemic, that's what I did. I just walked around with a mic with a cord dragging behind me (laughs) just so I could feel something. (laughs) Um, Okay. So a lot to talk about, but you just said that you realized your pan. So that brought me to wanting to ask about it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Explain what that is versus bi. Okay. Because people always say like, what's the difference, you know, because bisexual people, by label, by, you know, definition of like young people defining this. Um, they like men and they like women. So those are the two genders that they're attracted to. Pansexual just means like, whatever you got, we'll make it work. Like I have no attachment to gender. Um, I, I'm more like attracted to the person. And I think I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show too young. And that's like what really shaped my sexuality. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So there's like a man who's like dressed as a trans woman. There's like a couple. It's just basically an orgy, and I probably shouldn't have seen it <laughs> until it was like at least ten. But I saw it really young, so. So that does that mean? Me. Does that mean that you would like someone, for example, who's non-binary or? No, it's not. It's not even necessary because I'm actually in a relationship with a man who's like a okay. very like standard, like Dude. a homo, you know, like heterosexual cis man. But I think it's more of like an identity thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be in a relationship. And I would be like, I'm bi. And he'd be like, you're with me. Why are you saying that? You're saying that to get attention. And I'm like, no, that's like kind of how I identify like as a queer person. But yeah, I, I tend to fall into these male relationships, you know, because of the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say because of the trauma or drama? Because of the trauma and the drama, of course, oh. you know, the heterodrama, well, nothing more fun. What was the trauma? I think I just, you know, I was an immigrant. I grew up in Virginia. I think I was probably with like a lot of older dudes who I didn't want to be with. I really wanted to be cool and do all this stuff. And I probably like had sex too early. I have a joke about how I still had like a retainer. That's how I knew. And like, you know, just things like that. I think I was like not really mentally prepared, but like Mm -hmm. I was like a very horny kid because I'm from Brazil and we're exposed to sex really early on. So I'm like trying to grind with everybody and, (laughs) you know, I'm not even driving yet. So I probably should have waited, but I think it comes from that. Like I often think about that, like, is this what I like? Or is this like me just repeating pattern? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that got, it's kind of, that's kind of a dark thing. But no, I, don't know. I, I find I, it kind of intriguing. I kind of like to go, go to that dark. I love that you're ready to go to that dark place right away. Cause that's always where I like, like to talk about real stuff like that. And yeah. I have had these things that I've wondered in myself too. Like I, I lost my virginity kind of late actually. Um, when do you mind telling? I, I don't mind. I was, I, it was yeah. on my half birthday when I was 20, I was 20 and a half. I was a real late bloomer, but so cool though. But I feel like actually, I don't even think at that point I was mentally ready because I, as much as I was like, in some way I was that kid who always could talk to adults. And in a lot of ways, I think I felt more comfortable around adults than my peers. I was, I was awkward around my, my peers and I always liked older guys. Um, I, it took me a long time to like, like, like my husband is two years older than I am. And it's, kind of amazing that I ended up with someone basically the same age as me because I always only liked older guys. And then I, at a certain point, I kind of liked younger guys. It's like there was something, it, it's like, 
I think when there's a big age gap, that person can't really see you for who you are. And I liked having that cushion and I felt special being like, it's like you're the, you're chosen by that. Right. You know, when yeah. there's that big age gap. And you're like, gap. they've lived longer and they yeah. know better. Like, yeah. Like. Um, so, uh, so anyway, in some ways I was very mature for my age and I was always being told I was mature and I was an old soul, but at the same time, in some ways I was like very, and I, I realized that the older I get in some ways I was very behind and I was very immature. So even though I was 20 and I had waited a long time, I don't think I was really ready to have sex at that point. And that's what I think about. And like, I wonder at what age I would have really been ready. Yeah. What's the right age? You know what I mean? Like for men, it, it's almost better to get out of the way because there, I yeah. think there is this like physical tension that they feel. And also mm-hmm. this like, I don't know what it is, but like universally, like if you don't lose your virginity as a man for a long time, it's kind of this like, you're a fucking loser, dude. Um, but for women, yeah, what is the age? Like, when are we ready? Like, I, I'm always jealous of people that are like, it was me and my boyfriend. It was this moment. And I was like, oh, I was in a closet at like a party. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I just had these awkward moments. Like, And then the second guy I was with, I lost my actual virginity to him. Like, my hymen broke. And it was in oh. his Bronco. And he, like, told everybody. Oh, God. It was like this horrible thing. Um, and so that's probably why I do comedy, too. <laughs> It's all the things that have led me there. Um, but yeah, those early sexual experiences. And then also being in Virginia, you know, where like I I wasn't really seen for who I was because I really wasn't who I fully was yet because it, I had so much trauma of like wanting to blend in and not mm-hmm. be Brazilian. And people didn't know where Brazil was. And there was this whole shame around being different, obviously. And now I'm like, God damn it. I wish I kept my accent. I would have mm-hmm. booked more work, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah putting it all together now, finally, that I'm almost 40. It's crazy to me. When did you, um, when did you move to America? I moved when I was, it was right before my 12th birthday. So like 11 and some, yeah. And I, my dad invited everybody to this like circus thing, like the whole class. And I had Mm -hmm. only been to school like once and I was like in ESL and nobody showed up to this like, and I think I still have this like overwhelming feeling of needing to be included in stuff. It's yeah. so weird. Like even if like a, a group of guy comics are in a green room and they're all talking and they don't like make eye contact with me, I mm. feel like it's like a weird microaggression. And I like immediately I'm like, they hate me. It, I'm, you know, I right. need to go back to Brazil. Like I have <gasps> this, it's, it's still so tender for me. Mm-hmm. That trauma is so weird. Um, so when you moved here, you did not speak English. No, zero. I mean, I knew like curse words and like a couple fruits and a couple colors. I was like red, you know, I thought it was pretty (laughs) cool. I remember when I learned the word microwave, I sent it to my grandma in a tape. I was like, this is my microwave. Like I still had an accent. (laughs) So exciting. But Um, I don't know. It's, it's so obvious. It's stuff like that you look at and you're like, oh, why, why didn't I understand all that until way later? I mean, I still wish I had the elasticity mm -hmm. of my 16 year old self, but like if I could have just had the realizations of now then, you know, I think I would have done things a little differently. I would have fucked more women, obviously. Elasticity in what way? I just feel like my butt was like a lot higher up. Before. Oh, you, you mean physical? Like my, yeah. Like I would take my body from back then, but my <laughs> mind from now. <laughs> you know, it's actually funny just to, to talk about a superficial thing. I look back at pictures of my, I feel like for me, like the golden period was like maybe my, late, late 20s, early 30s was like probably or maybe mid to late 20s. I look back and I'm like, I really looked there was something like very cherubic 
And uh, like that was. Wait, really, what did you just say? What cher- was that word? Cherubic, like a cherub, like kind of like angelic, oh, but also like pr- like I just looked good then, and I did not realize how fleeting that phase, like the bloom of youth. I still had. I mean, I wasn't that young then, but like I, there was a lack of age. There's like an aging process that was like about to just settle onto me and it hadn't yet. And if nobody tells you, the thing is, I actually think they do. And you just don't hear it. We don't hear (laughs) No, but nobody goes, Hey, nobody goes like, Hey, probably don't put a ton of cream on your neck. Like nobody's, my mom wasn't telling me to cream my neck. No, just Jackie Johnson is. Jackie Johnson is like, have you been creaming your neck? I'm like, yes. But like, you know, I don't even put anything. Yeah. Oh, I used to be like baby old oil in the sun with like one of those like metal things yes, just like tanning in the sun. <laughs> right yeah i had I one of those i used to do tanning beds in boston oh really oh yeah like when i, I lived in europe I, I found a tanning bed because i was like i can't be pale in europe yeah no i only started putting on sunscreen probably like five years ago i never used to wear it um and that's that fucked. I, yeah i would die if, if i could do it over again i would have appreciated that phase of my life, my face in the, that phase of my life, which is everything in that phase of my life. And I would have put on sunscreen, but you know, I wasn't happy then. So exactly. but my face looked better. So, okay. So Brazil till you were 11, what was that like? Brazil is cool. I mean, I felt like I had, I was like kind of a nerd and I wasn't like, my sister was really cool. She was like naturally charismatic and like, eh, and she was curvy too. And I was like really thin I'd open heart surgery when I was a baby Why? and uh, um, I had a hole in my heart, just like Jimmy Kimmel's kid. Mm-hmm. I got a little, got a little scar. Oh, you guys on page. If you go on Patreon, you guys can see my scar. Yeah. Um, oh no, this is actually, um, oh, you do listen. Th- oh, this on one. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Thank you. <laughs> you guys heard it. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then I had like really bad scoliosis. So like the only way that I made friends was when I got into dance class mm-hmm. and became like really obsessed with musical theater. That's when I found my tribe, like when I went to Hofstra in Long mm-hmm. Island for dance camp and people sounded like Fran Drescher and were like shimming and stuff. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, wait, I'm not alone. I just have been in Virginia where all the fucking rednecks live. Oh, sorry. You can't say rednecks anymore. Um, I guess. What do you say? I don't know. Like you can't say Hicks, right? Mm-mm. You can't. Say, what is, think- how do you describe so- all the Southerners? <laughs> What'd you say? Can you say hillbillies? I don't think, I mean, I don't, I think there's got to be something in there, like a weird okay, reference to a Billy right. that you're not supposed to say, but you know, I in know the nineties, it's more progressive now, obviously Charlottesville, people get mad because I have all these jokes about it being like, you know, kind of rednecky, but like, you know, in the nineties, it was like, they didn't even have a Trader Joe's, you know what I mean? It was desolate. And, um, <laughs> where are you going to buy those, all those tiny peanut butter cups? You know, we didn't have that. And, um, so it was like a, a total culture shock. I think mm-hmm. that I'm still kind of like debriefing and kind of getting through. Um, but I'm glad I found dance. Dance was my like saving grace. Right. Were you a ballet kid? Uh, I did. I was not an athletic kid, but I did tap jazz and ballet for a period of time. Yeah. You know, what happened to this kind of dance? Like modern jazz? I know. I liked the jazz shoes. Remember the fast walking across where it's like walk and kind of leap. Yeah. Right. And now you go to a dance class and you're like, Jesus, these 14 year olds can really pop. Like, <laughs> do you know, the, do you know what I went on Melrose where you can watch them and all the moms are outside watching them? No, but that sounds cool. Oh yeah. And like scary. you can just watch, you can just watch. And then that's when they film it and do all the dance stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. I just, 
I get mad at my parents because I wish that I had moved to a big city, you know, like think about Miami. Oh my God. People love Brazilians in Miami. They would have loved you there. Um, you know, know. uh, Tony who likes to leave on what he (laughs) claims is only three tours, which is just a a ridiculous, uh, lived in Virginia as well. Right. What part? In the nineties too. Yeah. Uh, in just outside of Richmond, a town called Mechanicsville. Yeah. Mechanics, but wow, yeah. that is yep. Wow, but yeah, I don't, the things the things you described, yeah, about the about the same there, yeah. You know, like in Miami, I would have gotten like I am a Masita, and in Virginia, I got like, what's it like to wear shoes? Like somebody <laughs> asked me that. <laughs> somebody smelled me my first day of class, like came up to me and literally stiffed me, and uh, I never really even talked about being Brazilian on stage because I never really knew who I was as a comic until like three days ago. So I'm still, (laughs) I'm still figuring it out. Like the special feels like such a jaded thing. That's why it's called that because it's all the material that I've been doing for 14, 15 years in order to survive. And something Mm -hmm. happened during the pandemic where I was like, Oh, I don't, I did that part already. Like now Mm -hmm. I can finally do the things that I find funny, even if maybe they're not going to be like funny to a huge audience right away. So Um, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, please. That's it. No. So it, Am I hearing you correctly that you felt like you needed to assimilate and needed to conform and you, would you say you have not been your authentic self for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of hard hearing it back like that. Like, it's kind of rude, Allison. Um, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it's, 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 it really is true. Like, you know, everybody's always like, oh, you're special. It's like, the curation of all the things you love. And to me, it was like, I need to put it out. I need to like end this period of my life where I thought this is what comedy was, you know, and I'm very physical and all this stuff. And now I'm just starting to figure out what I want to do and figuring out like who I want to be. Um, and so it's just taken me a few years. So the con- the special that you're talking about is called Jade. Your name is Jade. It's called Jaded. Yeah, and that is on YouTube. But then there's a musical version called A Jade is a Jade, which is a yeah. moment. Can you explain explain the two specials and explain the difference, please? Yeah. And like so where we was, can get them and stuff. This was crazy because during the pandemic, like the day after they lifted the man, the mask mandate, I decided to do like a, this special that I put together really quickly. It was the hour that I already knew I was going to record. But then I really wanted to do a musical version of it with like a band and write songs and kind of have them like interweaved with the material. So me and this guy, Dan Gross, um, I met him when we were in college. He went to Berkeley and I went to Emerson. We met him. We met when we were little babies in Boston. Aww. He was like, let's do it. We just, and it just kind of came out. It came together really quickly and we filmed it. And that's what I was going to release as my special. And then like a month later, I got approached by Helium Comedy Studios. They were doing 12 people specials. Alonzo Bowden, Ben Bleeb, oh, yeah. really good lineup. So I was like, and they offered to film it. And I said, why not? This is a great opportunity. They'll release it on their own. And so then coming out and like putting it out now, people are like, wait a minute, isn't this for free already? I'm like, but it doesn't have the music. Um, <laughs> and people are like, we're happy about that. I'm like, no, please go listen to the music. Um, and so the one on uh, Helium Comedy Studios came out about a month ago. So that's up there. Um, not too many horrible comments, which, wow, that's a different uh, thing. I mean, it's YouTube. So that's pretty it's special. YouTube. Yeah. And uh and then, yeah, the other one is coming out in, next week. And I'm just so happy to be done promoting it because I'm ready to like kind of create the new stuff, like figure right. out what's next, you know? Yeah. So the one that's coming out, A Jade is a Jade, is where was that filmed? Or is it yeah. is it the same, but it's with a band? 
or is it? No, no, no. It was filmed okay. in a totally different. So the one that's okay. on so YouTube. So it's totally different was, then. Oh, so to anyone who's yeah. to any, okay, yeah. I, I have a, I have a, a little something to say to those people who say that it's the same. Uh, Tony, get ready. <laughs> it's not. It's totally different. It has a band. It was recorded on a different night in a different club. It has a totally different vibe. So people who yeah. say it's the same. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I don't know why I was staring like five inches in this direction when the camera's right there. I like it. Like, longing into the distance. Yeah. Very pensive. Okay, good. I, it was so intense for me. I couldn't even stare right at you guys. I love it. Yeah, I'm wearing a different outfit, too. Yeah, it's uh, that, too. You know, by the way, can we talk about this? Yeah. When you go on stage, do you have a very specific, like, wardrobe? Well, it's been a long time since I've gone on stage. Uh, but even regularly. when you do, like, a live podcast to. or something, you know what I mean? Like, if you do a live podcast, like, is there uniforms of sort of ways that you, like, that you need it, in order to be, like, be able to do it? I used to. I used to. And, yeah. uh, in fact, I had one time we were performing at, like, or in Irvine and my parents lived down in Orange County. So it used to be that I would like drive down in the day and avoid traffic and hang out at their house and then go to Irvine. And I realized that I had left my outfit at my house and I was like, Oh shit, what am I going to wear? And I like called my husband. This is very, very pre pandemic. I called my, yeah, I think it was my boyfriend. Then we weren't, were we married? I can't remember. I called my husband at his job and I'm like, can you, yeah. Cause I, he had to go to my apartment. We weren't living together. I'm like, can you go pick up my clothes and drive them down? And I was like freaking out. And then ultimately I like found, I cobbled together an outfit out of like a skirt that my sister had ha- had left in her closet and like a sweater that my mom had. And it was, it felt like really high stakes. It was like an episode of, um, not top chef, that other one where they do clothes. Chopped? <laughs> it was like an episode of chopped. What can you put together from these baskets of ingredients? Well, I have a stinky skirt. Um, yeah, and yeah. a clove of garlic. I no, I meant the, the the clothing one, though. Oh, my God. What oh. is it called? What? High make it oh, work. Project, Be- Project Runway. Yes. <laughs> but well, um, make it work. Yeah. But nowadays, yeah. if I go on stage, it's really just like, what can I find? But I, if I did it regularly, I would have to get a uniform. Do you have a uniform? Oh yeah. By the way, I'm sweating my balls off. I was like, Oh, it's sweater weather. It's not, it's like 80 outside. Um, I'm making it. I'm also wearing a sweater. I'm freezing. I mean, I'm hot. Um, I, I, I used to have a real strict thing where I had to wear a bra because I thought it was like, they're looking at my nipples. And then if they're looking (laughs) at my nipples, they're not paying attention to my jokes about my nipples. Yeah. Um, and now I just go bra. I literally wear what I want to wear, which is crazy. Like I'll wear it. I'll show, I'll show midriff nipples out everything mm. and it's such a freedom it's crazy because sexuality is a big thing that i want to incorporate and um and i hate that people are like oh women only talk about sex and i'm like no now i'm explaining why i talk about yeah. sex and maybe it'll make more sense but yeah i hate i don't i get really uncomfortable if my knees are out like i could never have knees out that's brave of you to have knees out like that oh i don't have my knees out no but you said a skirt oh oh, oh sorry I guess I do. Yes. Well, I had I had tights on though. I can't imagine a skirt with no tights. So I do. I guess I do I have these out. Yeah. Um. I used to right. have a very specific bra that I would wear 
on stage and for like TV TV appearances though. And I don't think I've worn that bra since I had kids. So now I just wear a more comfortable bra. So I feel like that's progress. Because you have actual boobs. Like you need liftage. Mine is like a joke. I'm like, what are we doing? It's like another layer of clothing for who? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I used to be so obsessed with my bra. I remember when I got my first one, I was like <laughs> training more like, look at these tatas, you know, so proud. See, I'm like uncomfortable in a bra 100% of the time though. Yeah. I, I never wear them. Yeah. I would like to never wear them. Would you ever get a breast reduction? Well, but I don't have, if I did though, I think they'd be like, why are you here? Cause my breasts <laughs> be are like, like pretty reduced at this point. I mean, like they're not, I don't have large breasts. I just don't have breasts that are small enough that I can get away with not wearing a bra. You're in the bit, you're in the between the BC, the BC yeah, category. That is exactly where I am. That is exactly where I am. Uh, and it, it more, more B than C I'd say. And it kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, I'm like, a. Yeah. I'm like. Like, look at these titties. Like, you can't even. Right. I mean, look at this. And that's a braless situation here. This is 100% a braless. And every once in a while, if I can get a really low crop and just get the side boob, really good for the soul. Yeah. Really looks like I have tits. How did um, we get here? I don't, I don't know. It's probably Tony's fault. Can we talk about um, tiny bangs for a second? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't that scare you too? Yes. So tiny bangs make an appearance in your special. You're mm -hmm. a joke about them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was wondering, like, how much is it joking and how much are you seriously concerned about tiny bangs? I'm really concerned. I just I have friends who are cool and have that. My friend Angela Trimber did it for a little bit. Oh, where I was just like, I like Angela. Yeah. Tiny bangs and like tiny hair to here. And I was uh -huh. like, you make it work. You look like you just. Yeah. She's never oh. worn a bra. You know, she like vegan A's is yeah. available at her home. Like, just, <laughs> like, I just don't. She's so me, cool. She's so cool. I'm not that cool. Like, I need things to be a little more symmetrical and basic. So on my podcast, the one that came out on Thursday, we were, Tony, we were just talking about 80s decor mm -hmm. and uh, how my friend Wendy was saying that, like, she just can't. She can't stand it because she did not have a happy childhood in the 80s. And so when she sees 80s decor, it just makes her feel like like when she's a black toilet, it makes her feel like deeply uncomfortable. And I was thinking I that, would love a black toilet. Really? Love that. Yeah. Well, uh, then you guys should not hang out together really in a should. place where there's a black toilet. Because she was saying she sees a black toilet. She's out of there. Um, and I was thinking Angela Trimber designed her New York loft in like 80s. Or maybe it's more 90s decor. Is it 80s or 90s decor? I haven't been there, but yeah, it's probably a mixture of like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, like, but I think you know, it's like... TGI oh, Friday feeling. Right. It's like the whole look. Well, I mean, it's slightly after, but it, uh, she's... Yeah. What, what I was thinking when, I, when we were having that conversation, that's how cool she is. She can pull it off. But anyway, yeah. yeah. I, there's a woman I follow on Instagram who has these baby bangs. And I think... And this is so judgmental, and I hope they bring her joy. But I think to myself, they don't look great. Just a tiny. They're tiny. Just a tiny. And they, they're never straight. It's always like a ziggy zaggy. Yeah. But Amelie was cool. Yeah. I think I was just jealous of how cool. I'm jealous of those kind of like mysterious, like they don't say a lot. Mm -hmm. And when they say something, it's so powerful. Like, look at my bang. <laughs> you know, it's just so like... I just, I want to be delicate, but I'm not. 
Um, okay, let's so let's go back to what we we're talking about before though, before we got on this topic where we're offending okay. a number of people, it's occurring to me. Um <laughs> wait, Tony, does your girlfriend have baby bangs? No. You okay. look like you would have a girlfriend with baby suddenly, bangs. Tony has say it, Tony. Suddenly I'm like, wait a minute, does she? And now I'm no. feeling deeply bad. She doesn't. Are you sure? Not at all. <laughs> but she has positive. cool tattoos. She has cool tattoos that are like weirdly placed. I can feel it. I know. She it. does have cool tattoos, doesn't she? Yeah, she has tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And they're cool. She cool. Does she have like this piercing? No. Septum? None of, none no. of that kind of stuff. Just the tattoos. Does she have a nipple piercing? No. I used to have one. I got it in Fort Myers, Florida. But you took it out. I took it out, but I wish I kept it in because you can't re-pierce it. But all my friends were like, let's get tattoos because when um, your tissue grows, you can't re-pierce it because it can get like Uh, messed up because it never heals properly. But all my friends were like, let's get tattoos. And I was too scared. I was like, no, I don't want to. And then I ended up getting my nipple pierced and they got like henna tattoos. I was Mm. like, how did this this happen? But wait, but now you do have a tattoo, right? On your arm? Oh, I have a bunch. Yeah, I have a bunch. Oh, they're scattered. Okay. Little ones everywhere. What are they? This is a this is a little borboleta, a little butterfly. Oh, cute! You know, I got a little bosé in my mom's handwriting. It means you, mm-hmm. little rose. Um, I've got Jesus on my butt, and um, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I, I was Such just going with it. I'm like, okay, Jesus, cool. I have Jesus Christ on each cheek, uh, and then I have some shitty feet tattoos. But I'm not going to show my feet for free. No, <laughs> I've heard a business. Yeah. Um, I've heard that the feet tattoos are painful. I kind of like it. I kind really? I liked getting the nipple. Like I remember when they pulled it out and they went and I was just like, uh, just the biggest rush. Mm. It, it was like, um, scuba diving. It was the same as scuba diving, the same feeling. You've scuba, di- you've scuba diven. <laughs> I've scuba diven. <laughs> what is the past tense? I scuba dived. Scuba dived, I guess. Yeah. Have you never done it? Uh, I have never done it. And I don't think I ever would. Really? I don't think so. Why? Are you scared of underwater stuff? We're scared of the scuba diving part or both. 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 Yeah. I don't love the ocean and I don't think I would love. Would I even want to scuba dive in a pool? No. You would snorkel like in a pretty place with really clear water. Yes, I would do that. I feel like that's my mission in life now to get you to get people. Really? I like, no, I did it. It was after a breakup and I was like, I got to beat this fear of the ocean. I have this really intense fear of whales, like really scared of like really large. And I remember more, the first day, what? More whales than sharks? Yeah. Interesting. Like just the, I think it's about the enormity, like just the right. huge feeling real tiny. Uh-huh. And um, the first day we went in after training, it was literally just a sea of fish. Like I had to like, it was just fish all like I was every part of my body was touching a fish and I was like, and then after that it was like done. Now I'm like, I have, I don't have the fear anymore. It's crazy. I mean, I, I was so scared of doing it that once I finally did it, I was like, Oh, I'm fucking, I'm unstoppable now, you know? Um, And then I, and then I went skydiving and that was like, I was like, didn't feel shit. Okay. I'm just adjusting to every part of your body was touching a fish. I know it was what like kind of fish, like uh, multiple different ones. But in, I did it in Catalina the first time and they're really well known for these like huge blue salmon. Mm-hmm. And if you lay on the ocean ground, they just swim right over you. I mean, you're in a suit. I hate this. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> As I'm saying it, it's making me sweaty. Um, yeah. 
but it was fun. I mean, I don't, I like the rush. I like feeling like I'm not, I'm always in control and I always want to be in control, blah, blah, blah. So like that lack of control in a way was not, it's nice. I, I like, chase that feeling a lot of not being in my head. Of little fins just feathering you and little mouths. Yeah. Oh like God. I did the foot, I did the foot thing once too. Oh, you know, oh the, my God. The, the that, fish pedicure. That one was not, that one was not as pleasurable. No, um, that sounds me. so, that, I, it was, is it ticklish? I, I feel like. Oh yeah. God. And it kind of hurts. Cause oh, they're really? like pulling. Yeah. They're like biting little chunks of your skin off. I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> That's kind of suck. It's like out of all the fish you could have been, you're a fucking foot. Fish. I know. <laughs> like you have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Other fish are just swimming around getting fed and you have to eat dead skin. Like that's a horrible. What's horrible the best job. fish to be? Ooh, to I guess it would be a like, whale. Yeah. Or like a shark. Cause you're like the big daddy of the ocean. Right. Have um, you ever encountered any kind of a shark or. No, I, I don't do a lot of stuff in the ocean. One time my, I don't know that she'd appreciate me telling this story, but <laughs> one time my, you know how bathing suits have that like flap inside that, yeah. um, one time and that catches sand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one time. And by sister, the way, I don't because my bathing suits are like, <laughs> oh, cause you're Brazilian. You <laughs> yeah. just have a string. Like a string so yeah. traditional non-string <laughs> ladies bathing suits. That have, uh, you know, flat that have like a flap of fabric, not a string. There's yeah. often like a extra layer of fabric in the bottom that for some reason is, has like an open end on each side. And it can, if you're at the right. beach, you can catch sand. And one time my sister, oh my God, she was so young and so traumatized by this. Not only was there sand inside, but also like a, sm- a small fish. <laughs> no! <laughs> Oh my God. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Truly. I mean, just so horrifying. So now, so for years after that, she would just like cut that little flap out of there. So that, I mean, it's smart. You don't want to, you won't want a flap to catch sand. And I want, I want women to just be, I just like, I, I honestly like no matter the body type, I think the less fabric, the better. I think make it worse. Like they like, you know what I mean? They make worse lines. So are you like an ardent supporter of a G string? I don't do it any other way. And when I go to Virginia, my sister's like, can you get a full butt bathing suit? And I'm like, I know. Absolutely is your, not. Is your underwear a G string right now? Mm-hmm. Is that but all you wear? It's all the way up to here. No, 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 no. It's not okay. all I wear, but I just don't, I don't like panty lines, but don't they you really find, bother but, me? But do you find a G string uncomfortable? Because I do. I guess I just live in constant pain. I, um, but you, you like know, it. I, I don't mind it. I don't really notice it. There's some that I mind more than others. Like Aritzia has these body suits that like really are very up there. And like I get uh-huh. home and I'm like, Ugh, I'm like ready to take them <laughs> off. But um, anything else? Yeah, I, I like, I love a tiny bathing suit. I want more men to wear tiny bathing suits mm. too. I've been trying to get my boyfriend to wear a Speedo for years, but he's not into it. He likes his thighs white. <laughs> um, and your boyfriend is from a reality show, right? Temptation Island? He was on Temptation Island and X on the Peak. That's how I saw him. Okay, when he was on X on the Peak. We okay. We have to get into that, but I just want to go back because I feel like we there's something that I was wondering about that we sort of left dangling, which is so you're so jaded and a jade is a jade. The material in that is material that you feel like is was written when you sort of the the new jade or that's the old jade. <laughs> 
or I the mean, transitional jade? I think it's the transitional jade. I think it's a lot of stuff that I still fight. Like there's a few bangers that I still like. Um, my closer is like this joke about stand-up sex. I really, really like that joke still. And it's like gotten more tags added to it. And you know, it's funny because people go like, write some new material. And you're like, okay, I'll be back in three years. Um, <laughs> it takes so long to get things constructed into an hour form. Mm-hmm. And so I think that old material is a, a little bit of kind of who I thought I had to be. I started okay. at the comedy store. I started there in 2008. I bartended out front. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, the people in my class were like Tony Hinchcliffe, Benji Aflalo, Sandy, all dudes. I didn't really have a, any kind of female support or people that I looked up to. I, I reached out to a couple of the female top comics and they were just savage cons. So I was like, okay, this is, it's me on my own. You know, oh my like, God. I just- Can I got to, I'm writing down savage cunts. Can we please right? name that names off Mike? Of course. I mean, please. of course. I mean, cause I, I mean, I have ideas in my head of who they might be. No, of course. I mean, it's not a big deal. I, I talk about it all the time. I started when it was just Eliza and Whitney were the only women there. And, you know, Eleanor Kerrigan was incredible to me. There was a lot of women that, you know, but now I have this thing called LOCA, which is like an association for women in comedy. And these girls are asking me these questions that I had, and I never had anybody that answered them yeah. um, for me. And I didn't really know like how feminine I could be or the, and you know, this in the early 2000s, we kind of hated women still <laughs> like as a nation, it was like yeah. kind of okay for every joke to be about like, so this woman's dumb, this woman's slutty. Like, and now I think that there's enough female comics that it's not so much pressure on the one female comic that's on right. the show. Like I'm not representing every female. Like I have a perspective that's different from this other woman who's on the show. Um, so yeah, I hope that my material shows that a little more. Um, but yeah, that material is mostly from that era, you know, from when I started 2008 to 2017 or 2018 is when the pandemic hit 2019. What the fuck year is it? Um, it was early 2020 was yeah. when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know, that's when all the stuff with the soup happened for me too. So I feel like yeah, a lot so, of big things have happened. So you know? what happened? What happened with, so you hosted the soup for a period of time. So, mm-hmm. so what was that like? Oh my God, those 12 seconds were so exciting. <laughs> um, no, it was a lot of like hype to get it going. And then we were only five episodes in when the pandemic hit. So then we did the rest of the season, you know, just me in a studio with two camera dudes and my showrunner. And yeah, it was strange. It was strange because we were, there's not a lot of reality TV to pick from. They didn't know, you know, we didn't know what the future held for TV and it was just a really weird time, but I'm, I'm super grateful for the experience, but you know, I wasn't doing as much standup then. Um, and then during the pandemic, I went out and did like the whole year on the road, just like people in masks and me being like, can I do this? You know? Um, but now I feel different and a lot of guys have gotten canceled since which has made a big difference for me. I didn't realize how oppressed I felt around certain mm-hmm. people. And now I feel this like weird new freedom. I'm braless, baby. It's, let's go. <laughs> Can you say more about that? Like how oppressed you felt around, is it because the culture has changed or is it because specific people are not there anymore? Hmm, I think a little bit of both, to be fully honest. Like I didn't understand how much of a, of a bros club it was before all those guys left for Austin and how I felt like a part of it, but not really ever like a part yeah. of it. Um, I feel like I was like really trauma bonded to a lot of those guys because we were broke. We lived at this store and our cars were sharing food every day. And, and then I was like, oh, everyone's like really out for themselves. Meanwhile, I'm like being everybody's mom being like, oh, mm-hmm. this is bad for me. 
And I think once I realized that, that was a big freeing thing. And then a lot of people left and that was a freeing thing. And then a couple of people got canceled <laughs> and that was a freedom as well to, to even just get to go, oh, those feelings I had about those people were real. Mm. Um, it wasn't your, just me feeling. sense that they were not good. Right. The sense that like, it just was like a toxic environment, folks, right. you know? Um, right. And it's, it really has changed. I don't know if you've been to the store in a long time, but. Emily's oh, wow. doing a great job. Like it just feel the energy feels different there. Um, right. I could just write some new fucking jokes. <laughs> it would all be okay. Yeah. Write some new stuff. Just write some. New I'm stuff. trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, what might help you write some new stuff? Uh, perhaps getting the best sleep of your life on a blissy pillowcase. And let me tell you about it. Uh, look, my cotton pillowcases have been destroying my skin and my hair. They absorb, absorb, <laughs> they absorb, <laughs> they absorb moisture and they dry out my skin. Uh, and that is why I love my blissy award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcase. Uh, silk is what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. And that's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your it keeps your skincare products and nat natural moisture on your skin. Unlike what cotton does, you can say goodbye to wrinkly skin in the morning and wake up with healthier and shinier hair you can be proud of. Blissey's pillowcases regulate temperature, keeping you cool at night. Uh, the entire pillow is cool to the touch. No more sweaty nights spent tossing and turning as you search for the cool side of your pillow. Blissey pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic, so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. And unlike other silk pillowcases, theirs are machine washable and durable. With the holidays just around the corner, why not give the gift of better sleep? Plus, it comes with uh, no, excuse me. It comes in gift-ready packaging they'll be sure to love. And I have my Blissey pillowcase right here. Look, here is the pack. Here's one it's of beautiful. the things that comes in. Yes. Look at this. Ooh, I'm unboxing. This is a, a regular unboxing Ooh, video. Unbox video. Yeah. Ooh, don't get all, don't get your pants in a hissy. Get yourself a blissy. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, that's actually really nice. Could you? Could they actually send me a couple of those? I actually really love. Send those. Jade one, please. <laughs> Thank you, and guys. It came with a sleeping mask and a lavender eucalyptus spray. I don't know if that. Ooh. If I don't know if they just sent me that or if that comes in the one in. Listen, I'll just that. take. I'll just take the case. I'm. I'm cool with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, super soft. And luxurious. Ooh. Everybody loves them. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. They have over 1 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash best friend and get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash best friend. And use code best friend to get an additional 30% off. Your skin and hair will thank you. Okay. Mm. I say... Do you happen to have a just me or everyone? This is where uh, people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or everyone? And then we invite our guests to share a just me or everyone if they have one. And Love we have this. We have a little song. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right, Jade, do you happen to have one? 
Um, yeah, just me or everyone. Actually, I like that because it kind of goes with the pillow covers. If you're on a plane and we're on a plane together, why do you have the window open when there's no light anywhere on the plane? There's just listening light coming from your window. Why do you need the window open? Just close the fucking window. Is it just me? Or yeah, is it, no. is, does anybody else feel this? It's way? not just you. So wait, is, so you're just me or everyone is like, if ever, if it's dark on the plane, don't be the only jerk hole with it wide open. Right. Like you can watch the takeoff maybe, but then yeah. close it. Like yeah. don't have the window open the whole flight. What are we right. doing? Right. Yeah. What about I if everyone, enough- what about oh, if sorry, everyone has their, th- what about if everyone has it up though? Or you're saying I everyone mean, should put it down. I think every, I mean, I think you're on a plane, you're high, you want to sleep or you want to watch yeah. a movie or you want to write jokes, right? Is right. that just me? Like, I, I, like, I just don't understand the brightness of like, we're literally so close to the sun. Yeah. That's one right. thing that really bothers me. And then, sorry, I have one more. And I don't oh my God. to go off, but no, no, when no. people we can, would, we don't can wear do glasses. Multiple. Okay. Go ahead. But then they wear glasses anyway, like fake glasses. Yeah. Like I get it for a photo shoot. We're trendy. We have accessories, but like, you're telling me you're making your eye sight worse by trying to accessorize <laughs> right why do yes, you what why is that place, why are you putting plastic in front of your vision when you could just be regular right i agree i don't I get feel that. like you're mocking me for actually wearing real glasses mm-hmm. yes i don't <laughs> i don't get that um okay i'm gonna address both of them i'm on i'm a strictly aisle seat person so i guess i feel a little bit like the window is not my purview but I agree mm-hmm. with you. If it's like, if I'm like, I, when, there's a beam of light blinding me, put it down. I agree with How you. How do you ask? Like, is it okay to go, excuse me? Hi. Uh, could you please? Like, is, is it okay to do that? Or is it the window seats? Is it there? Like, do they own the window? I think you hope someone else asks them. <laughs> I know. That's you gotta how be, I, be I passive just about look it. at them. I just look yeah. at them like I'm a vampire. Like, see me. See right. Me. You know, but yeah. it really bothers me. And then it bothers me when people stand in the row, like, and their ass is like, because I'm an aisle person too. And they're just yeah. standing there talking yes. to somebody else. I'm like, yes, go to your seat. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time <clears throat> and I have children now, so I should be more compassionate about this. But there was this guy who got um, a jar of baby food out of his bag that was in the overhead bin and it dropped on my head. And so I was just like, just that's- doing, doing plain stuff. Maybe I shouldn't be more compassionate. Maybe that's a codependent thought. I was just yeah. doing my, just, I don't know what I was doing, snoozing or reading a magazine or just not expecting to be hit in the head with a glass jar. And then I was hitting that <laughs> with a glass jar and it was, it was quite painful. And I was, I am still angry about it. I would be so pissed. I would fly for free. Yeah, I would have written letters. Um, No, I would have been in the moment like, oh, it's okay. That's how I was, yeah. Yeah, but then I Because it hurt. It it wasn't the annoyance of it. It was the pain of it. Like that- If I get get hit, I have to hit back. I have like this impulse. Like even if it's my accident. Yeah, my boyfriend, no. Like if he hits me, I'm like, I have to like get one little punch in. I got to probably work on that. It's- But that's- I don't know you if you intend really hurt. I don't know if you and in- yeah, I know. I don't know if you intend to have children, but they accidentally hit you all the time, and it is tough. Like there's m- moments where I'm just like, hold it in, hold it in. I'm like, I'm just like, it's gonna twitch. Like, yeah, 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 because I'm like, 
it's a tiny person who didn't intend it, but like I am freaking out inside because I just got hit hard. You know, it's tough that because like the that that fight or flight gets triggered frequently. Also, you know, you're going to need the baby food. Put it in the backpack that's on the ground already. So not in the middle of the flight, you don't have to go up and like, you know, inconvenience other people. I just yeah. like plan. I just don't like that people don't plan ahead as, as much as me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like let's uh, replenish, you know? Right. Agreed. Let's talk about your office and the cool uh, palm leaf wallpaper you, you have. Yeah. The is this office. Look at this. Now, is this your home or is this? A, no, this, this is a. This my like, home is up. My home is upstairs, but I um, use the bottom area of the building as my um, office space. Is this like a like a WeWork situation? No, it's just they they meant to like rent this out to like a Starbucks or something, and they just haven't. And it's been five years, and I made a deal with the manager a long time ago because we oh, used to weed together, uh-huh. um, and so he just lets me use it. That's so nice. Yeah, every day I think it's going to end. I'm like, today's the day where I'll have to do this on a corner of my bedroom again. Right. Wow. What a deluxe situation you have. Um, all right. And soon, do you have- soon I'll have two bathrooms one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you have a hey, go fuck yourself? Um, yeah, this is kind of like a lovely hey, go for yourself because I'm really like not that dark of a person. But OK, so I'm obsessed with um, uh, British Bacon Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Do you guys watch that show? Uh, I have seen it. I don't watch no, it regularly, I've but I've been told it. I've been told I need to. Same. I watch it regularly. It like calms me down. It's great. There's two judges on it. One of the, uh, or two like hosts on it. And one of them is Noel uh, Fielding. Do you know him? I'm obsessed uh, yes. with him. He's From a Mighty British Boosh. actor. Yes. Mighty Boosh comedian. Hilarious. Beautiful. Best style in the fucking world. Wears these overdressed sweaters all the time. Every episode I go, I need that sweater. I need that fucking sweater in my life. I look it up. They're all like Alexander McQueen sweater. They're all like $500, $700, $1,000 sweater. Wow. Noel, don't wear the sweaters if people can't purchase them. Don't make them look so good. Don't be so posh put together that people can't bite your look. You know, I just think so. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you yeah. for being so cool and cute. And like, let me know if you ever in the state you want to hang out. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Yeah, I agree. This is more of a positive. Yeah, but he's being overly aspirational. It's like the haircut just lays so perfectly. Yeah. He's He's got got the black black Caesar in the Mm -hmm. front, mullet in the back haircut. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting that. Really? That's Mm -hmm. baby bangs. No, no, no. Like, it's like further down. Like, okay. All right. I really look at him all the time and I'm always like, see, look, they're longer. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Like, look at him. He looks like he, he's kind of cool. I he looks like a hot him. vampire. How did you, how did you meet your reality show boyfriend? Well, I made fun of him on national TV and then oh. he reached out to me, he reached out to me on Twitter. Like, he, I clipped his thing for the soup. My best friend wrote on the show and was like, you're going to want to fuck this guy. And I was like, oh, my God, I do want to fuck this guy. And then I kept pitching him for ideas because in the show he comes out and he's wearing like a a helmet and he takes off and he's like shirtless. And I thought it'd be so funny for him to just be in the audience, like revealing himself. And we're like, whoa, it's the guy from Temptation Island. And they were like, Jade, stop pitching him like he's not going to come here. Why? And um, yeah, because he lived in. They just didn't like the idea. They were like, they didn't Mm. like a lot of my ideas. Um, (laughs) 
but maybe it wouldn't have been canceled if they listened to me. No, um, we met online and then just kind of like FaceTimed. And then we started dating like during the main part of the pandemic where it was like nobody around. And none of my friends thought it was a good idea to travel to Texas in the middle of the pandemic. But I was like, I got to do it for this dick. And then it became love. And now he lives here? Yeah, now he lives with me in uh, oh. my one bedroom apartment. It's the best. It's the best, you guys, honestly. Like one bedroom, one bath for two people is like, <laughs> it's really romantic. <laughs> um so uh i'm on patreon patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen all different rewards i mentioned earlier the aforementioned uh deep dive with jackie johnson and tons of other guests uh and then also there's a level where you can text me and i'll text you back and that reminds me i need to contact someone and give them the text number because they contacted me and said they don't have it and now i'm just talking out loud uh and you can also <laughs> submit questions for my guests and all sorts of fun stuff if you subscribe for a year you get two months free uh but anyway we have received a question for jade although you kind of answered it but we're gonna ask it anyway and we have a song when we ask they send them in they're wondering how you have been so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans all right t-money love the music uh, says on the Howard Stern wrap up show, she mentioned she's interested in men and women. Can she talk about how she came to this and how that has affected her life? Thanks. Oh, how did I come to this? Yeah, I guess I've, I've always known, but I just never really knew. Like I just always had a lot of girlfriends and I just wanted to be with them all the time, like snuggling mm-hmm. and making up dances and stuff. And then I never really realized until I went to college and, um, I totally fell in love with my best friend and she was like super, super gay, but dating a guy. And then oh. I helped her come out. I was like, you better come out. I remember she was like in her hoodie and she was like, dude, Sean broke up with me. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, and then I think, you know, being in college, going to Emerson with a bunch of gay people and how has it changed my life? Um, yeah, I feel like myself finally for the first time and talking about it makes me feel good. And it makes me feel like it'll help a bunch of other little immigrant kids who are like, in weird American cities being like, who am I? Um, but yeah, you should come out, dude. Is how, how does, so wait, we're, are blah, 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 lots of questions. Were you raised with religion given that you have Jesus on your butt? <laughs> <laughs> he has a hand on each cheek. So when I clap, <laughs> um, I know my parents were super spiritual. They were cool. I remember like when I was in college, I told them I was bi and they were like, oh, okay. Like, they're just like Jade being crazy, you know, because oh. um, I've always brought home dudes. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think they ever cared. They were super supportive. I just don't think there was like any other lesbians in Virginia at the time that were out. And I remember having such a like, I hated lesbians. I hated them. I always wanted oh, to make fun of them. In my earlier comedy, I have all these jokes Oh geez. Um, where I'm making fun of lesbians. Like, and I think it was like the part of myself that wasn't like ready to admit it. Right, like you're protesting too much. Yeah, like I was just like fucking lesbians, right? Gross. It's like what you are. One. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know. So I think, um, and yeah, coming to terms with it has been like this huge freeing experience because yeah, it's not just like my sexuality and like what I prefer in bed. It's also like who I identify as. 
Mm-hmm. So with your mm-hmm. friend in college, you said that she was super gay, but had a boyfriend. How did, but had she come out to you or you just knew? No, or? you can just feel it. You know, when they greet you, they go like this instead of like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just like, was just like very, yeah, just like very gay. Like the way she dressed, she dressed like, she literally dressed like she was riding a horse to school every day. Like she did the high, she like did French braids, like just every lesbian dream. Like, oh, <laughs> Are you about to go get on a stud? And it was just, <laughs> I knew right away and she didn't know. So I think seeing that made me realize stuff about myself. Wait, is that, I'm trying to picture what someone dresses like who looks like they're about to get on a horse. You know, like the high riding pants, the French braid, white button up shirt. Like oh, okay. very like, like equestrian. Not a, yeah, equestrian. Like she dressed very equestrian, which is I'm like, pic- I think like very a, gay. Like a banana republic catalog or something yeah she always wore like burberry and uh we're still we're still best friends she's she's got a wife now um but um i think college helped just because everybody was gay they say gay by may for emerson mm. that's like the slogan and then did you guys get into a relationship just friends for like we would like get drunk and hook up but yeah right. i never like admitted it still that i was like mm. i feel like i i never really admitted that i had feelings for women until like the early 2000s right which is kind of crazy. Have you ever hooked up with a girl? I never have. No. Have you ever thought about it? <sighs> Only, you know, it, it's <laughs> funny. I feel like I've not ever been really attracted to women. Although like, like on the L word, the original L word, I always thought Shane. Shane. Yes. Shane. She, my yeah. friend looked like Shane. Real, oh, so really? Funny. So mm-hmm. sh- I've always thought Shane was like very attractive. But then I go, well, but Shane is like very androgynous and kind of masculine looking. And then I think, so does that, what what actually does that signify if the, if I'm attracted to like a masculine seeming? Right. I think know? that she kind of looks like Timothy Chalamet. I think that's like the guy yeah. that I always think, like, yeah, that feminine quality. I like that blurred line of right. gender where it's like someone yeah. that, where they have, because I feel very masculine in the mm. way that I like move and feel. And so I don't know. I like when people blur that line. Oh God. Oh my God. Shane. Oh. I follow her on uh, Instagram. Yeah. What's her name? Catherine. Catherine. No, Kate? It's Kate Manig. Mad- I, I yeah. think, yeah, I saw her and she was also on Ray Donovan. Yeah, it's um, like how how can you, she literally every woman every straight woman you ask like what lesbian would you hook up with everybody would be like really Shane from she's the L word very hot and then also yeah. when in New York one of my friends um was gay and I remember like being this I hope this doesn't sound uh, uh like offensive in some way but like being this was in my like pretty like heavy heavy experimentation phase and like being messed up enough drunk enough altered enough that i i i like would have i would have done i was altered enough that i would have done anything so thinking that like yeah if you know i would i would probably make out with her but it wasn't but i didn't but it wasn't attraction as much as just like i was we're doing it i was like up for whatever you know um yeah they're so soft it's kind of a shock you're like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the first time you finger a girl you're like am i fingering myself it's crazy. It's kind of a weird, I don't know. Right. I like it. I think it's fun. Tony, don't you think it's the best? 
I have no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it's a never say never. Although at this point, I don't. No, because don't a lot of couples, there's an app called Field, and it's like for couples who want to like explore. And a lot of it is not like, hey, we're a couple trying to hook up with you. It's like the woman is in a relationship with a man, but hooks up with women still. There's an app for this. Yeah, called Field. Huh? What a what a crazy world this is. <laughs> it's fun to go on there and just go like. Who are these fun freaks out there? What are they doing with their fun, freaky life? Tony, things are about to get very crazy for me. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I can't boy. wait for the I'm next gonna have a th- I'm going to have a new thing to talk about at the beginning of the show. <laughs> hey, whatever Please go look on there. <laughs> oh, I'm totally going to look on there. And some people have the family photo. Like oh, my God. That's uncomfortable. And, the, and then the kids are like blurred out. Oh, good. But you know that they're like a family person. Yeah. You know, like come through the side door, but you're welcome into my guest house, you know. And but what but who is it for? It's for like a fan, it's for a, a committed a woman in a committed relationship who is attracted who to, to women. Like, yeah, who wants to like explore being with women in like a safe environment where it's like, hey, this is not a relationship. I'm not right. trying to lead you on. I'm in this is my partner. Like for me, right. my boyfriend's my partner forever. That's it. But like if you know you want to hook up with a woman and get that out of your system or like explore right. like and people are really specific on the apps like just looking for nipple play just looking for someone to put a half a finger in my butt like they're oh. very like like you know just want somebody to slap me while i cry watch tv like whatever it is weird thing it's on there like you can find it well i it's cannot great. wait to go look <laughs> it's really fun and it's kind of glitchy too so you're like ooh is this safe <laughs> it's kind of fun you're living on the edge well, I can. Oh, it is your. I'm sorry. I just got a, a text from your publicist wanting to know if you're here. Okay, did she I log like on. I, freaked, I feel like no, I freaked you out. No, you did. So you didn't. Scuba no, you diving, didn't. eating puss. No. Uh, sorry, my my wide eyes were because I just got a text from your publicist. Uh, who, Meredith was like, "Where is it?" Wait, sorry. She is here. Telling me all about half a finger in the butt. <laughs> um, just this much, just this yeah. much. <laughs> this first knuckle, but it's only for same sex, right? Like it's not. No. Oh, it's, it's for, for anything. Whatever. And it's called yeah, field. It's for anything. It's called yeah, field. It's called field. Okay. It used to be called Thrinder, but then I think Tinder was like, um, you just added an H. Like, what are we doing? And yeah. so then field came on, and my freaky friend told me about it. Who's like, she's a what's it called? Uh, oh, uh. Whore? No, she's total. Yeah, she's a slut. No, she. What's it's called? Uh, ethic, ethically, ethically monogamous. Yeah. Ethically non-monogamous. E and oh, I, I man, I am missing out on all the hot trends. I don't even know about this. Yeah, ethically so E and M. Yeah. Okay. E and M. So a lot of people are married, but E and M, where they're what does like, that mean open relationship. It means that they're together, but it's basically an open relationship. But it needs to be like extremely discussed. It's all about like con talking about it and making sure the other person's comfortable like so it's a lot of talk like yeah. it's not just like one crazy night we hooked up it's like tomorrow i'm gonna be with this woman like i want you to be comfortable like you're allowed to do this this and this like it's very paperworky i'm like oh let me just get to it yeah. i want it to be like adventurous and fun but um yeah i have a lot of friends who are like not poly but enm right does that work for them it does like they're super happy and they, it's funny because they all kind of know each other like 
because they all kind of hook up, you know, they're all married, but they all kind of like will hook up. Like the men will hook up sometimes with the dude and the women will hook up with the women. I'm like, oh, I love this. I always wanted to be part of a cult. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, it's not, sorry, that sounds so judgmental and moralizing. No, no, I don't no, mean to, no, no. I just mean this is like, wow. No, but think about it. Think about it. Like just having a heterosexual monogamous relationship is fucking crazy to a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. now where like, if you're not really bi now, it's like, come on. You know what I mean? There's more fruit out there. You can have every flavor. So I think it's just changing now, especially with young kids. Like a lot of people are not, they don't care about gender. They don't care about monogamy. Right. I mean, they don't even care about HPV anymore. Like you can just get a vaccine to like not have it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's really a whole, I just have got to look at this app and see what I'm missing out on. There's a whole world out there. Thank you for If I see you on there with your kids blurred out, I would (laughs) <laughs> your husband I and your kids. I mean, I put my kids on social media, but I don't think I could put them on this app. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe my dog. I might put my dog on this app. That's Jade, really it was so nice having you on the show. Tell everyone where they can find you and uh, plug whatever you'd like to plug. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I feel like I really overshared. I don't know why, but I just feel I feel free today. Um, yeah, everybody follow me on all the social media stuff at Jade Catapretta. Find me on YouTube. I'm doing the YouTube thing now. Um, I have a Patreon, but I only have three patrons. So I don't, I'm not going to force you guys to be on there. Um, and check out my special Jaded at Helium Comedy Studios. And then the other one that's about to come out next week at moment.co slash eight. And check out Hotties, my show on Hulu. We didn't really talk about it, but oh, it's yeah. such a funny, weird reality show. And I'm so proud of it. So. What is it? it? We should have talked about so it. So it's a, it's a hybrid dating cooking competition show. So people go on these blind dates and then they're trying to like cook a meal and have a good date. But then we feed them spicy stuff, like the spiciest shit you can find. Oh so God. it's like hot ones meets blind date meets next because it's in the middle of a desert in a bus. And um, it's really funny. I, I'm oh. really proud of it. They let me be totally free in it. It's super raunchy and just good mindless TV. It sounds great. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, if I can peel myself away from field, uh, listen, if you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed, leave us a nice comment. It really helps out the show. Five stars. Please tell your friends, do all the things that you do for a podcast that you like, even if you don't like it. Remember that's tell your dad, tell your dad, tell Tell your dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dads love Jade. Tell your dad. Um, and follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram, Sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Listen to my other podcast, Childish and Upworthy Weekly. Uh, and um, I, feel, I feel like that's good. Tony, what and about go you? Fuck yourself. And yeah. Go, yeah, go fuck yourself. Tony, what about you? Go fuck yourself. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, real quick, there's a new Don't Stop or We'll Die record coming out November 8th. And you can pre-order that on uh, the website, don'tstoporwilldie.com, right now. Uh, That's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a collection of songs that we did on our uh, Song a Week podcast. So, it'll be Wait, an actual so final release. So. Do you guys do improv- improvised songs and this is a whole album of it? Uh, no, they, but they do, they're write a new song every week. It's not improvised, but, uh, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Talented talented dudes. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank Thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 
Sí.